You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. And welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. Okay. So, <laughs> I know we usually like to do, like, Some like chatting. a little chit-chat um, at the beginning of every episode. And, like, as much as I enjoy doing that. And it's definitely, based on feedback, not going away. Yeah. Like, and as, as much as, as everyone seems to like that, this is one... And I'm I'm screwing myself by doing this, but this is one that I think would be beneficial if we just kind of segued right into it. Yeah. Because I think it could take a little while, and I don't want to keep you guys here forever, <laughs> which I've screwed myself by saying that, because now it's not going to take as long as I expect it might, because it can... It and we'll can have our first 45-minute episode. Yeah, we're going to have a cool, breezy 45-minute episode. But I, I do think it would be beneficial, because I think that... I mean, to be fair, if I really, really wanted to, I could probably keep you guys here for like three hours while I talked about this, but... I'm still sick. I want to go back to bed. Okay. So (laughs) we're not going to sit here for three hours. Preferably not. So what did you bring us this week? Uh, This week I have brought us Draco Liches. Ooh, actually, I changed my mind. I want to stay. All right, guys. This is going to be our first three-hour episode. (laughs) Oh, boy. Here we go. Let me go go open my... Better go grab some snacks. Yeah, we're going to have a 15-minute break in the middle for snacks and bathroom (laughs) break. Oh, boy. No, we're not. No, we're not. So, Draco Liches. Draco Liches. All right. Let's see what you got. Um, So, Taylor mentioned Draco Liches in her episode about liches. Liches. Because they exist and they are scary. They are very scary. Um, So, basically, a Draco Lich is a... Dragon Lich, if right. you couldn't tell from the name. Also, it's worth noting that Draco Liches usually appear very close in source books to Draco Lisks. So if I accidentally say Draco Lisk... You're sorry. Or if I accidentally wrote it in my notes instead of Draco Lich, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are very similar looking words. So, Draco Liches first appeared in the article... The Cult of the Dragon from Dragon Magazine issue number 110, which was released in 1986. And this article was written by Ed Greenwood. Woo! Yeah! Shout out to Ed! <laughs> Shout out to my boy Ed. <laughs> oh my We're gonna get sued now, just for being, like, totally no. inappropriately um, familiar. We're gonna get put in a cringe compilation, guys. This is it. Yep. D&D cringe compilations. So, um, also in... This uh, iteration, they were sometimes called night dragons, which is how hmm. non-cultists would often refer to them as. As just a night dragon? Night dragon, which is super cool. That is actually pretty cool. So, their existence in kayfabe was as a creation of the titular cult of the dragon, uh, as directed by the followers of Samaster, one of... I, mm-hmm. Have we mentioned Samaster before? Uh, see, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know if we're going back to that. It's a fantasy name, so they're all starting to merge together. Perhaps. But in any case, Samaster was one of those ye old mages and also a follower of Mistra. So I can't remember if I mentioned him in the Mistra episode or not. Perhaps. Perhaps. But anyway, there's this guy, Samaster, he's a follower of Mistra, and he's a mage. Um, so this... Like, the reason they created Dracolisks was because of a... You mean Dracoliches? <sighs> I already did it, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Check one. All right, here we go. Try to take one more again. Keep a tally at home, guys. So, they, the reason they created uh, Dracoliches was because of a unique interpretation of a passage in a book called The Chronicling of Years to Come, which was written by the Oracle Maglus. 
Mm-hmm. I did not go read this or find out what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the most common interpretation was the reading. This is a direct quote. And not will be left save shattered thrones with no rulers but the dead. Dragons shall rule the entire world and yada yada. Right. And yada yada. Yada yada. That was in there. Uh, Samaster, however, read it as, And not will be left save shattered thrones with no rulers. But the dead dragon shall rule the entire world, and yada yada. (laughs) So, therefore, the dragon cult believed that these dead dragons were to be the rulers who should inherit the world. Right. So, they decided, let's make some dead dragons. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, they used the kind of skeleton of the method to create a lich from a humanoid. Right. Um to create the Drago Lich, which they would then support and worship, basically. They were literally creating their own gods. Yes. Oh, hmm, true. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. So most early Draco Liches were created by forcing the subject to imbibe a potion. Right. Um, but in more modern times, the cult would instead convince the dragon to undergo the ritual by convincing them with persuasion or treasure or, oh, we'll worship you, yada yada. Stuff that dragons like. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of fell out of fashion to, like... Force it. Yeah. So the oldest Draco Liches, as of this point in, in kayfabe, are about 460 years old. And it's said to be unknown if they will wither into demi-liches, or if they'll just fall apart, or even go insane due to their inability to physically, like, hoard and spend time with treasure like a regular dragon. Because, you know, they're dead. Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah? Jesus. So, like, they don't know what's gonna happen. (laughs) I kind of feel sorry. This was sorry a bad for, idea. Kind almost. of feel sorry for the Draco Lich at this point. Right? Oh, will. Oh no. Um, also, the needed action for this was um, described as continual sensual contact. Oh my god! With their board, oh is, no! I don't like a that. A plus wording. That's plus. not. That's bad. That's bad words, guys. <laughs> okay. Sensual. Uh, okay. Can we put sensual in the title of this episode? <laughs> Perhaps, but know that I will not be happy. Just so, just just for the clicks. Um, also, Draco Lich, despite the fact that I'm saying that we're going to feel bad for them, Draco Liches are evil and are created from evil dragon subtypes, aka chromatic dragons. So, I still feel bad. I mean, I still feel bad, and I'm not surprised that they're evil. One, because they're liches, and two, because they're from evil dragon from subtypes. Evil dragons. Yeah. But still, kind of. Sad thinking about one going insane because he can't be around treasure. Yeah. Essentially be around treasure. Essentially uh, be around treasure. I don't think that was necessary. I think it absolutely was. Are you going to question Ed Greenwood? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So, earlier I mentioned a potion. Yes. Okay. That is actually the second step in this. I shouldn't have segued that way. So, the ritual involves the cult preparing the dragon, what's called a host, This is the word that's used in lieu of phylactery. Okay. Um, It's often a gemstone, right? Right. So, you know, they prepare them a phylactery. The word is host. I'm probably just going to end up saying phylactery. I I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, After the cult has done this, the dragon drinks a potion made of the following, which I think is pretty similar to the one that a humanoid would drink, but we'll see. Yeah. Two pinches of arsenic. One pinch of, uh, excuse me, two pinches of pure arsenic. Ooh. None of that, like... Diluted arsenic, nitrate. Yeah. One pinch of belladonna. One measure of fresh, less than 30 nights old, phase spider venom. The blood, (laughs) at least one quart, of a virgin of a demi-human individual of a long-lived race. Or alternatively, a gallon of treant sap. This ingredient must have been drawn seven or less nights previously. So it's gotta be fresh. Jesus, okay. The blood, at least one quart, of a vampire or a person affected with vampirism, which is a vampire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe there are... I don't exactly remember how it works in D&D, but aren't there some types of vampires that have not... That they have to complete a transformation 
I believe so. Like, they have the disease vampirism, but they don't have necessarily the, like... Vampiric traits yet. Yeah, they don't... Yeah, they don't have the... It's like it's... Need for blood or being invited into a house or no reflection. Mm -hmm. They're just diseased, and then at some point... They turn into a... They turn into... It's like... A whole vampire. When you have a... An illness, like literally, when you have an illness, but you haven't had any of the symptoms yet. Yeah. So, fi- uh, not finally, the last two: one complete potion of evil dragon control, and one complete potion of invulnerability. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it is fairly close, but there are some key differences. Yeah, naturally. So the potion itself is not guaranteed to work, and if the and. Like, the table of effects that's included is uh, very interesting. Oh, boy. And there's also an accompanying <laughs> one for what happens if a non-dragon imbibes the potion. Oh, no. It's mostly death. I, I can only imagine. It basically is, <laughs> how painful is your death going to be? Oh, Jesus. Um, but for the sake of brevity, we'll say the dragon drinks the potion and it works. Okay. okay. So, um, either the dragon will die instantly and it will have worked. Or will fall into a coma for one to four days, during which their spirit can move into the host. Okay. A.K.A. the phylactery. Right. Um, after this is when it gets weird. Oh, this is where it gets weird? Yeah. You know, the virgin blood or treant sap no. stuff wasn't weird. That's normal. This is when we get weird. That's right. like, that's passe for us nowadays. This is true. <laughs> yeah, true. I, can't, I can't argue that. If we're being honest. So, after the potion is imbibed... The cult prepares a corpse for the dragon. <laughs> it, oh, okay. <laughs> it's most effective when the corpse is either the dead body of the dragon itself, which is harkens back to the lich. Yeah, like yeah, which is usually right there because yeah. they just drank a potion that killed them. So usually their body's right there. Yeah. Um. With that's the most optimum case. Um. Also, works are some other like. The corpse of another dragon or some other reptilian creature like a drake, a wyvern. Right. Even to down to like kobolds and lizard folk and shit. Wow. That's a lot further da- down than I thought it would go, honestly. Well, I said kobolds as an example. I'm not sure, but yeah. I believe lizard folk are included in what it can be. I mean, it could even be the corpse of a human. It just wouldn't work as well. Right. So after the dragon spirit has entered the host... The phylactery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the magic user attending, like, you know, so one of the cultists. Your doctor. Yeah, your doctor. <laughs> um, attempts to transmit it into the prepared corpse. Um, this is basically done by the corpse failing a save against the spell magic jar. Right. Um, if the corpse rejects the spirit, uh, the dragon's spirit will instead inhabit the magic user's body, and they have to basically return it to the phylactery and try again. Oh, um, if the possession is successful, the dragon spirit will animate the corpse. Uh, it has the mind of the dragon and the immunities of a Draco lich. So, like, those are your regular lich immunities. Charm, sleep, paralysis, that kind of thing. Right. Um, the conditions of the physical, also, a lot of the time. Um, however, this proto-Draco lich does not... It doesn't have everything, unless it is back in its original body. Okay. So if it inhabits the body of, like, a wyvern, it's constrained by its physical limitations. So, the proto-Dracolich, if it possesses a body that is not its original body, it has only the aim to take back that body. Now, usually it's... Very, very similar to liches. Yeah. Usually it's readily available, because... The dragon died right, right there. Like there, unless the cultist like burned it afterwards or for whatever it. reason. He's stupid. Which would be stupid. Um, but if it is not, the proto Dracolich will stop at nothing to get back to its old body, whereupon it will eat it. Yep. Yeah. That's also just like liches. Yeah. Just gonna eat my own body. <laughs> just it's eat fine, my own guys. Body. So, anyway, after eating at least 10% of its old body, the proto-Dracolich will begin to metamorphosize into its old body, mm-hmm. and within seven days will have all the abilities of a lich and the abilities it had in life, such as its breath weapon, any spells it had, mm-hmm. the physical dragon abilities. Totally normal things that yes. happen. See, that's just the point where it, <laughs> it gets weird for me. 
It's, I don't I know mean, why. It is very bizarre. And I can't imagine a situation where the cultists wouldn't just be like, yep, back into your dead body. But cultists aren't known to be smart, so. Yeah. So after <laughs> it has metamorphosized into its true Draco Lich form, it is ready to be worshipped. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Congratulations, you built your own god! Yay! Next steps? The world? Built your sure. own world? Sure, why not? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you built the Draco Lich and your own god, why not build a world? Yeah. Good luck, but... I mean, I meant, like, conquering the world. Oh. oh. Like, today, a... today, Draco Lich, tomorrow, the world. Oh, right, ah, right, 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 right. Um, so anyway, this process of corpse possession and old body consumption must be undergone every time a Draco Lich is killed and returned to its host. Uh, if they are forced to remain in the proto-Dracolich body, like if their old body is somehow destroyed or taken somewhere they can't get to it, um, like I said, it has its intelligence, mm -hmm. but it is constrained by the physical limitations of its body. Um, and it doesn't have, like, this, some of the special... Like the breath weapon. The breath weapon, the Lich's, like, chilling gaze, that kind of thing. But, and they, it said that it... They can communicate telepathically. Right. But, you know, the proto-Dracolich can't speak, that kind of thing. Right. Okay. This also means that if a Dracolich is killed, or its body is killed, and there are not corpses readily available near its phylactery, it could potentially be stuck there for a while. Oof. Which sucks. Yeah. But... It usually ends up working out because they have a cult attending to them. Right. It's not like so they're they, out there doing their own little lich thing on their own most of the time. Yeah. So, like, if they if the they receive word back at their home base that their Draco Lich, you know, had died. Beefed it. Yeah, beefed it. They would just, like, go out and kill, like, a wyvern or something to... To get a corpse and be like, okay, here... Yeah. Unless someone came through and, like, wiped out the cult, in which case... Exactly. Yeah. Then you're really and truly That fucked. Draco Lich is kind of screwed. Yep. So, uh, Draco Liches usually look exactly as they did in life, but with glowing points of light in their empty eye sockets. Like Liches. Oh, yeah. man, that's so cool. I know, right? Like, think so, of, though. I know, right? So, um, some are <laughs> reported to be skeletal or partially, like, decayed, uh -huh. but this doesn't seem like the norm. Okay. They usually just look like dragons with creepy eyes. Okay. Oh, so their bodies aren't decayed. even, like, decayed. Like yeah. liches are. Apparently that is not common. Hmm. It's because they're just that cool. True. Damn. I feel like it might have something to do with the fact that liches, or, excuse me, that dragons are naturally long-lived. That's purely my speculation. No, that that's a fair, that's a fair speculation, I would think. Hmm. So... Draco Liches again appear in the Monstrous Compendium Forgotten Realm Appendix, which was released in 1989, and they are largely unchanged. Um, the potion right. is, like, the necessary potion that they drink is now said to vary based on the type and age of the subject dragon, needing right. only, like, a specific, like, three of the previous seven ingredients. And the, four, oh, damn. the rest of them, like, vary. There's not a list. It's basically just like, if your DM wants to make a Draco Lich, they can get the potion. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I mean, they can get the stuff. Even, let's be real, even if it was, you know, they have to have all the ingredients, the DM can still be like, yeah, the cult gathered it over the past, like, 20 years. It's fine. Well, some true. of it they couldn't. Some of it had to be fresh, so. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. But I think Would that preservation spells work on that? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> You know, I, and I think that's just, like, the general theme of kind of how a lot of things in D&D get simpler. Like, they don't need to list out all the ingredients. Because yeah, if your DM right. wants there to be an evil Draco Lich... There's going to be an evil Draco Lich. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be hard for the DM to do it. It's just like, yeah, that's your big bad. There you go. Or not even your big bad, that's just one obstacle. A large... That's what you're fighting. That is one large bad. <laughs> um... So even though they're largely unchanged, um, one new note is that while Draco Liches do not feel hunger and they don't need to eat to, you know, stay alive, uh, they must eat to recharge their breath weapon and they tend to want the foods that they enjoyed in life. So raw meat. So, yeah, raw meat or, you know, that was the example that they use is that red dragons want raw meat. Right. I don't know any of the other ones offhand, actually. Um, they also tend to live... In similar habitats as they did in life, like 
you know, they usually live around a cult sect. Mm-hmm. But, like, a green Draco Lich would probably live in the forest, and a black yeah. Draco Lich would probably live in a swamp. And I imagine a lot of this is the cult being accommodating as well. Yeah, I would imagine that if their, like, new master was like, I really want to go live in the swamp, like, they would fucking relocate. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, another note is that that I really liked was that it described the relationship between Draco Liches and the wizards who created them as pretty symbiotic mm-hmm. in that the Draco Lich offers power and protection for the cult in exchange for worship and offerings. Yeah. And and that kind of thing. And it's not it's not exactly new, given that like the implication was there since, you know, the cult has always worshipped Draco Liches, but it's still right. like, nice. Yeah. I mean, I think it's nice. I think it's nice, too. I think there's nothing more important than the beautiful symbiotic relationship between a cult and their evil dead dragon master. <laughs> I agree with you. That's like, nice. That's really what's important in life. I mean, we all don't... just need to sit back and appreciate our evil Draco Lich lords. Yeah. And if you don't have that relationship, I mean, what's the point? Exactly. Really? It's the reason for the season. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a religion. It's a relationship. Oh God! Oh no! We're gonna. Yep. <laughs> that might not make it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Draco liches are in the 1993 Monstrous Manual, and I believe the entry is completely reprinted because I think wasn't the Monstrous Manual like a um, aggregate of like all the compendiums? I, I think, think so. so. In any case, I believe that even if it was not because I feel like I remember reading that somewhere. But even if it's not, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So, you know, they're there. Nothing's really different. So, in 1998, the supplement Cult of the Dragon was released. Woo! Um, this is a supplement, not an article. Woo! And, you know, it, it adds, like, quite a bit, in my opinion, to Draco Liches. Um, first off, it gives a date of the creation of the first Draco Lich by the Cult of the Dragon, which was in 902 Del Reckoning. Okay. Um, and there's also a timeline in this uh, book, and the last date on that timeline is 1369 Del Reckoning. So they've been around for 400 and some odd years. Yeah. Which is still not like... Super long. Super long, yeah. I would have expected them to be just way older. Me Which too. falls in line with the information of the article saying that they had been around for roughly 460 years. This falls in line with that, but it gives an actual date. Right. So, the first Draco Lich to survive the process, he was not the first they tried on, but he was the first to survive. Oh, boy. Uh, was a red dragon named Shargriller. Shargriller? Shargriller. Shargriller. We'll call him Shar. No, that's somebody else. That is someone else. That is someone else. Anyway. We'll call him Shargler. We'll call him his name that I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce and make sound good. So not only was he the first, he eventually became, quote, the most powerful Draco Lich on Faerun. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's also worth noting that um, Samaster in in this supplement uh, first called the, this creation a Night Dragon, which formerly had been the name attributed to them by people outside of the cult. Right. But it also sounds really cool. It does. Um, speaking of other things that sound cool, uh, later on in the cult's history, Draco Liches are also referred to as Sacred Ones. Ooh. After <laughs> Shargrilar commanded he be referred to as such. Uh, yeah. Hey, listen, when the most powerful Draco Lich commands you to... Yeah. Call him by something, you're 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 gonna gonna do do it. it. Yeah. Like, when he says jump, you say how high. And then he'll say not good enough and then eat you, but... Yes. It's fun to serve a Draco Lich. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I'd probably still do it. Same. Somebody loves dragons a lot. Yeah. I really do. (sighs) I also love liches, so when you mash them together... You get Lewin. Yeah, you you get me. (laughs) I am a Draco Lich. (laughs) Um, so, Cult of the Dragon also allows for the creation of a Draco Lich from evil or neutral dragon subtypes, um, hmm. All right. which become evil upon becoming a Draco Lich. Naturally. Because, you know. Lich. Lich. Lich, yeah. Lich-dom is 
evil, evil intrinsically. So later on in the material, it says, quote, any dragon is a candidate for Draco Lichdom, which is a real word. Well, according to this, it's a real word. It's real. It's real. I like it. Yeah. But given that it specifies immediately afterwards that the preference is for an older or more magically powerful dragon, I'm assuming that when they say any dragon, they mean any dragon of an acceptable alignment. See, my thought was that some for some dragons it's easier and they have a higher chance of success. Yeah. Which would also make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a theme that older or more magically gifted dragons are preferred. Like that's a theme later. Right. But I'm assuming that they mean any dragon of acceptable alignment. Right. I so mean So like a gold or silver dragon couldn't. But the you know. older the dragon, the more powerful they're going to be right. after mm-hmm. the transformation. So if you're a cult wanting to make like the strongest god, make, get you get an old the strongest dragon. dragon. Yeah. Also, this it confuses me. Um, as of this supplement, Draco Lich's age, and they move through age because there's different weird. Age, there's different age categories of dragons, right? So like an older venerable dragon is more powerful than like a younger dragon, obviously. Yeah. But to what end? I have no idea. It just says that Draco Lich's age and move through age categories like alive dragons. I don't know why <laughs> or how. So, in that case, I'm kind of wondering if they kind of keep the same, like, age as far as, like, you have uh, young, adult, ancient. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there's steps between adult and ancient. There are. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. So, maybe they just follow that same line, just Draco Lich instead of a yeah. live dragon? I don't know. But- uh, either way, man... It's still weird to me. I know. But, I mean, I guess, like, humanoid liches decay, so maybe that's the same thing. I really don't know. Maybe aging is the same thing as decay? I mean, it has been for me, so. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (sighs) All right, then. All right. So, Draco liches appear in the Forgotten Realms 3rd edition campaign setting. Yay. You find Draco liches most often in Forgotten Realms. Which is... Pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's Forgotten Realms. Forgotten right. Realms is very prolific. True. And they made a template Ooh. to pro- um, like provided to turn any type of evil dragon into a Draco Lich. Sweet. So now, again, they pivoted back a little bit. You can only make Draco Liches from evil. All right. Dragons. So you were wanting the recipe to turn yourself into a Lich. I'm going to need the recipe to turn a dragon into a, a Draco Lich. We already talked about that. True. I told you everything that was in the potion. I need you to write it down. Okay. Also, I I didn't say this. I probably should have. I think you need to spend like two hundred or uh, two thousand five hundred GPs on their phylactery. I mean, that's really not that I'll much. Save it. it gets more I'll expensive save later. Yeah, you'll oh. save up. You know. Yeah. Just put just put a few dollars aside every day, and you'll get there. Exactly. So um, now all like the their appearance is. Weird. Um, <laughs> so in in one part of it, in an earlier paragraph, it says that all Draco Liches look like skeletal versions of themselves in life rather than just the same but with creepy eyes. Right. So they're skeletal or decayed. Right. But later on, there's another paragraph about proto-Draco Liches mm-hmm. because that process is the same. The proto-Draco Lich eating thing remains the same. Where, wherein it basically says that they metamorphosize back into their old body. So the text contradicts itself. I don't know. <laughs> Draco liches can look however you want them to, I guess. That's that. That's my takeaway from yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> These are your options. Pick. And also we're not telling you that they're options. We're just throwing <laughs> them all out there. You exactly. had like one guy that started writing and then he went to lunch and was like, hey, Jim, will you finish this for me? God damn it, Jim. And then Jim just wrote it and... They didn't check each other's work, and then suddenly you have this big yeah. confusion. And I mean, and maybe, and maybe there's something uh, in the reading of it that I'm missing because I did read it while I was pretty tired. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> in my opinion, Draco just can look however they want to, also because yeah. you know, whatever. Who's going to tell Draco Lich they can't do that? Exactly. So, as of 3.5, wherein Draco Lich has appeared in the supplement Draconomicon, the Book of Dragons, mm, they nice. are largely unchanged. Obviously, the numbers evolve throughout time. Right. You know, they're We'd, powerful. Yeah, we just kind of naturally assume that 
the numbers change with the additions. Right. So. Yeah, it's fine. Also, when we get rid of Thacko, you know, yeah, things exactly. get better. <laughs> oh, boy. So their association with any kind of cult in 3.5 seems to be pretty non-existent. Um, and the creation of every type of undead dragon creature, including Draco Liches and also some other stuff, because there's other types of undead dragons, okay. um, is now mostly attributed to Falajur, who is the dragon god of death and decay, who is also known as the Night Dragon. Okay. So now that's kind of his title, as opposed to the title of... Draco Liches. Draco Liches. So many Draco Liches revere him because, you know... Obviously. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also, since they don't have as much of an association with, like, a cult now... Right. It's now framed as though it's the dragon's idea to become a Draco Lich and expand their power and escape death and all that kind of thing... And that they force, coerce, or employ the help of wizards to do so, rather than the other way around. Okay. So, like, it starts with the dragon being like, I don't want to die, and I want to be super powerful, so I'm going to bully these, like, wizards into helping me out with this ritual. Oh, hell yeah. As opposed to, you know, some cultists with some wizards being like, we want a cool dead dragon to worship. If we give you a lot of money, will you drink this weird <laughs> poisonous potion and never die? That will kill you, but also not, not kill you. Kill you for real. But it also might kill you for real. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> so now the dragons are just like, hey, you, you people. Help me. Help. Yes. I don't want to die. So now the the eating thing is gone. <laughs> um, Proto Draco liches like they still inhabit a corp another corpse first usually right sometimes. Um, but Proto Draco liches need no longer consume their original body and instead they just naturally transform into their Draco lich form after two d four days. Okay. And now the potion, which is now known as Draco lich brew, which is a really good name. <laughs> it is. Um, I want to go to like a, a um, pop-up tavern at a medieval fair and drink something called Draco Lich Brew. I think we need to make a pop-up tavern at a medieval fair and have some Draco Lich Brew. Okay. What do you know about brewing alcohol? Nothing. Okay. To Google. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So now the Draco Lich Brew is even more nonspecific. It's just a concoction of nastiness that you drink to turn into a Draco Lich. Yay. Hooray. Hooray. Simplification. So... I like. I prefer to think of it as hooray, open to DM's interpretation and world building. That's true. Yeah, that too. I, I sounded like I was being critical. No, I, I mean, I have been in the past because, I mean, like, no offense, I enjoy it, but this is a lore podcast. Yes. So, we are going to take a, another little pit stop in Dragon Magazine. Yay. With some changes to the Draco Lich backstory. After we take a break. Uh, <sighs> I had a feeling. Yep. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break and uh, go through our social media stuff. Thank you for checking out our episode about Draco Liches. Ooh. Hope you're enjoying it so far. Draco Liches are fucking messed up. In, in, in so many ways. In, the good, in a good way, though. Yeah. In the good ways and the bad ways. I'll say in all the ways. In every way you can be messed up. Uh, if you are enjoying our podcast, please consider contributing to our Patreon at Dungeonpedia. We have a couple of different tiers available that you can check out, and we would really appreciate it if you did that. Yeah. Also, uh, if you are interested, we do have our actual play podcast out now, uh, Projectile Dysfunction. Woo-hoo. Yeah. It's uh, on Twitter at ProjectileCast. If you want, go follow there to get... More like direct updates because obviously we're not going to spend that much on, that, that much, much time, time on here. It. It's it's lots of fun. It's a homebrew campaign that we play with our friend Jacoby. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun so far. It really has. There have been some shenanigans. Oh, so many shenanigans. But on the Dungeonpedia front, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dungeonpedia. It's uh you know your basic social media stuff. Don't sell us short. Teasers. It's very exciting. <laughs> it, you know what? You're right. It's advanced social media. No, and, it's not. <laughs> not quite advanced. But not you quite. know what? You can always talk to us on there. And if you have a more long-form way that you want to get in contact with us, feel free to email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. There you can send us comments, concerns, questions, and episode suggestions. Feedback and... 
any other stuff Oof. you really want to uh, say to us, yeah, we'll look at it all eventually. <laughs> uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to get notifications of our new episodes. Like we said in the past, we do post it on our social medias, but not usually until later on. So if you want to be updated earlier than that, just follow us there and you'll get that lovely notification when we update a new episode. Also, if you could rate us and review us on whatever platforms allow, that helps us greatly to get our podcast a little bit more noticed from everybody else and from all the other podcasts that are out there. Yes. A big, big thank you to Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith. We have loved that song ever since we stumbled upon it back when we started almost a year ago. I was like, it's been almost a year now. Aww. Aww. Our, yeah. our child's almost a year old, guys. We're, so we're going to have to get some plans together for our anniversary episode. Yeah, we'll Aww. figure that out. For our child's first birthday. Yes. That we co-parent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a couple and their lesbian friend. It's true. That's what every family. like. That sounds like, like a sitcom. <gasps> That's going to be our next project. <laughs> no, it's a not. A sitcom? A sitcom. No, it's not. Oh, no. That was a joke. Okay. Well. Um. Other than that, I guess... Uh, we can go back and learn more about these fantastically horrifying creatures. So, uh, let's go. Okay. So, now, we find ourselves again in the land of Dragon Magazine. Yes, I... Issue. Hmm? Oh, I, I was just saying I'm prepared. I love Dragon Magazine. I know, right? It's, it's excellent. Um, so, we are now in issue 344 uh, in the article known as The Ecology of the Draco Lich. This was released in 2006 and written by Richard Pett and Greg A. Vaughn. Greg A. Vaughn. Okay. <laughs> well, A. A. Yeah, middle Vaughn. name A. Oh. Middle, middle initial A. Okay. My brain just simplified it. Into, to... Just condensed into A. Vaughn. Greg Vaughn. Yes. So this article posits that while Fallager may have created some of the first Draco Liches, there could be multiple origins for them including the activities of cults and wizards. Because the the idea is basically that the world is vast and so, that depending on the area... So it's kind of like um, how like the world is vast, but everyone stumbled upon like mythos of dragons and stuff at around the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so yeah. like people created this from their own mind, but there's a lot of instances of it appearing originally in completely different parts of the world... Mm-hmm. Yeah. From opposite, from like, not opposite, for completely different reasons. Exactly. So there's, you know, it's a big world. This big world has powerful undead dragons in different parts of it. So they ended up there for different reasons. Right. <clears throat> it also sources the first Draco Lich as no, uh, no longer being Char, Grilar. Char, And instead being Dragotha. That's a much better name. Uh, who was a consort of Tiamat, Ooh. our favorite. Ooh, scandalous. Five, oh, we'll get into more, one more scandal of hers in a minute. No boy. Um, so, uh, Dragotha was granted eternal life and undeath by the god Kios, uh, who was the <laughs> god of undeath. Oh. Uh, another god of death slash undeath slash something. <laughs> um, in exchange for servitude. It really worked out more that Kios tricked him into becoming a Draco Lich, but regardless... He he's a Draco Lich now. Yeah, he's a Draco Lich now. And basically that the mortals who created Draco Liches through, like, cult ritual stuff kind of, like, pieced together the magic that Kios used in this process. Okay. And, you know, like, figured out... And, you know, like, introduced the potion alongside of it to fill in the parts that their mortal magic couldn't... Really accomplish. Exactly. So, Dragotha himself was referenced in the 1979 module White Plume Mountain, Mm -hmm. um, but he was not referred to directly as a Draco Lich, instead as an undead dragon, which is something different. (laughs) Well, it's like fingers and thumbs. Right. A Draco Lich is an undead dragon, but not Mm -hmm. every variety of undead dragon is a Draco Lich. Right. Okay. Um, Different powers and abilities and whatnot. And if I'm correct, I didn't look too far into this, but... I don't think he actually even appeared in that module. There was like a drawing of him on a map that was like, don't go too far north or you'll run into this bastard. I like that. <laughs> it's like on like drawings of the, the world 
where they put like sea monsters in mm-hmm. like far away in the ocean. It's like that. I just, like that. It was just like him, like yeah, just like he's here. Don't go there, or you'll die. Like yes. instant, instant death. Also, this article makes great commentary on the psychology of the Draco Lich, mm-hmm. and essentially kind of begs the question of you know because like people fear them, people respect them, people worship them. But wondering if Draco Liches should be pitied for being so driven by their own egos and so unable to face the idea of death and rest that they should, that they relentlessly flee their fate and undergo such a painful process to do so. Oh, I think absolutely they should be pitied. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a little bit the same for humanoids, but I feel like it's it's a little different because of how long lived dragons are. Oh yeah, like they they have mani- they are able to stave off that fear and that the, the having to do that for so long that like it it feels like as they approach death it feels like a roller coaster just like getting faster and faster towards mm-hmm. the end. It's probably even worse for them than than humans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, also comments that despite being dead, many Dracoliches still eat and consume prey simply because of like an innate desire to consume those weaker than them, <laughs> which is like kind of metal. <laughs> yeah. Especially like. because it provided this image of like a mostly decayed Dracolich just eating and the stuff just falling out of their, like just, falling in between their ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Just okay, like it I'm, doesn't even accomplish anything. Just right. I'm gonna eat you, not because I have to, but just to show that I'm better than you. Yeah, just to be like, hey, I'm better than you. So, uh, come here. They have the most fragile of egos. Get in my belly. Oh my god. Or what used to be. Or what? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Also, sometimes they eat to feed parasites living on or in their decaying bodies, which Ooh. is gross. I love Ugh. it. Just imagine a Draco Lich with like maggots all over. Oh uh, yeah, Ooh, I love it. Ooh. Spooky, gross, nasty, nasty, nasty. I think that's the happiest I've ever heard anyone say the word nasty. Nasty. <laughs> Positively giddy about it being nasty. I yeah, I love. Nastiness. Hey, have you met Lewin? I love nastiness. I have. Um, this article also provides a few other paths to becoming a Draco Lich than just your regular. A wizard feeds you a potion and then you die and you live in a gem for a couple minutes, yada yada. Um, one of these is called the Well of Dragons, hmm. which is a, not a well, it is a stagnant lake that was formerly a brooding layer of Tiamat. Uh, and usually it produces mindless zombies that are controlled by Tiamat. So if you drink from it, you just turn into a zombie but can rarely produce a fully functional Draco Lich. Basically, does Tiamat want you to be a Draco Lich? Then you can become a Draco Lich. Yeah. Or you can become a mindless zombie. So do you want to risk it? Probably don't. (laughs) Probably don't. It's Tiamat, so probably don't. She could tell you that she's going to turn that. Hey, when you go out there and drink from it, don't worry. I'll make sure that you become a Draco Lich. Don't worry. I mean, to be fair, she doesn't live there anymore. I know, but like, I'm not saying that she lived there. I'm saying she sent someone there. You got like a 99% chance of being a mindless zombie, but there's that 1%. I mean, I, I'm just saying I have a feeling that um, Tiamat is in charge of oh, deciding yeah. whether or not they probably. become a Draco Lich or a mindless zombie. Yeah, Tiamat's got her fingers in enough pies. She's probably still watching out for the Well of Dragons. Draco Liches can also arise spontaneously mm-hmm. from the skeleton of a dragon that's kept in close proximity to some other kind of magical receptacle. Okay. So, like, an urn that has somebody's soul in it, or the phylactery of a humanoid lich, for example. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's horrifying. I believe one such example was, like, this rich guy that had a bunch of treasures in his mansion, one of which was, I believe, a soul urn, and the other was, like, a dragon skeleton that was, like, a model of it hanging from his ceiling. Uh Uh-huh. And (laughs) it made a And it bad. Just like over time, the I think that's how it was. Magic just like seeped into the skeleton and was like <laughs> Draco. Yep. Uh, that's scurry. And then that, yeah. And then and the then, guy had to rebuild his mansion. I'm not sure if that's the exact beat of the story, but it was kind of like that. I hmm. like it. All right. Well, you're probably about to not like what we're about to talk. About I don't know because mm. we're back. We're back in our favorite fourth edition. <sighs> and I feel like. Y- <sighs> I really okay. I try to be. I try to be fair. I try to be moderate about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, and I feel like I usually have to do that in the presence of Travis. He <laughs> gets pretty worked up about it sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. But here's the thing. Oh, no. Today, I am Travis. Oh, oh no. no. So. My um, influence spreads. It does. It runs in rivers and streams. So, in the fourth edition Monster Manual, we revisit Draco Liches again. Uh, all right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry in advance. I'm going to get a little irritated. Okay. So, the 4th edition Monster Manual posits that some dragons are transformed against their will into Draco Liches by cults. That's not new. Okay, yeah, that's that's old old news. Old news. So, um, after this process is complete, this process which is not detailed at all, the okay. phylactery being held by the cult gives them influence over the Draco Liches' actions. Mm, I don't mm. like that already. I'm assuming this... Okay, I am assuming this means magically. Like, yeah. And not just the threat of... I'll kill you. Yeah. Like, this is what I'm picturing, like, the leader of the cult, like, holding the gem and being like, go destroy that town. And then it does. Like, talking to the gem. Yeah. Like, yeah. fucking once upon a time when you would rip out the heart and talk to the heart. Yeah. That's not how... Anyway. That Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> okay. And also, it wouldn't be like... They threaten the, the Draco Lich and be like, we'll destroy your phylactery if you don't do this. Yeah. Because here's what happens. The, like, a Draco Lich created in this manner seeks to destroy their own phylactery in order to stop the cult from having control over them. Because, as we've discussed in the Lich's episode and the Aseric episode, destroying a Lich's phylactery does not kill them. Right. It just keeps them from, it just takes away their place to return to. If their physical body is destroyed. Right. right. It, it makes them, them more vulnerable to permanent death until they can get a new phylactery. Mm -hmm. Which I believe, I forget where this is noted. It might have just been in 5th edition. But Dracolichus would require, oh my gosh, either they cannot create a new phylactery or it requires the help of somebody else. I think so. it was that it requires the help of somebody else to do so. I I believe somewhere, maybe in 5th edition, it says that they just cannot create a new phylactery. Anyway, so it it also states, without any further explanation, that some Draco Liches undergo this process willingly and that, quote, most Draco Liches do not have phylacteries or cult associations. The quote was just around the word most. I was just emphasizing that they said most. Uh, what? Uh, that... <sighs> but the whole... You know, lich thing. Phylactery. Requires the phylactery. Because my, my only thought is that they're saying that the majority of the Draco liches roaming the world have escaped that cult. Like they have destroyed their phylactery and gone on to do their own thing. Or the only other thing I can think is for those that they state go undergo the process voluntarily, maybe they have a wizard friend and they're like, hey, bro, do this for me. Hey, bro, I want to not die. And then they just destroy their phylactery immediately and it's all Gucci. I and just don't... I, it, do, it doesn't make sense. I'm trying to wrap no. my brain around it. It doesn't make sense because the reason why a dragon is doing this is to escape death, but you're not going to turn around and then make yourself immediately vulnerable to, to being death. killed. By destroying your phylactery. Like, the thing How does 4th edition say that you kill a Draco Lich? Don't worry, you can... No, I'm gonna... Oh, I'm gonna, oh no, okay. That we're, I'm just... Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I will be... I, I don't feel good, but I'm gonna try. We need to get on past this hatred. Keep going. Oh, it's we're still... Happen. We're in the thick of it. Oh, no. So, like, and uh, the thing is, is, like, I'm down or whatever. But, like, you gotta tell me why. Right. You gotta tell me why. So anyway, it also states that, quote, once a Draco Lich's physical body is demolished, its phylactery is also shattered and the beast is gone for good. What is the point? <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, okay, what? Okay. No, no. I love how you were like, we gotta, and then now you're like, what? No, that... Guys, I'm taking off my card again because I'm getting hot because I'm irritated. Lewin is never, ever overheated. Hot. I'm putting up my hair. I'm so... Lewin is always hot. Thank you. You're welcome. But, okay, and I, I understand that in this in this instance, the phylacteries serve the other purpose of having these cult people control a Draco Lich. But what well, de death control? I realize that I would probably pick death over control, but you can't say that they did that and then say, "Oh, they're just flying around without their phylacteries." Well, I mean, okay, to like. <sighs> 
But then they turn around and say, your physical body gets destroyed, your phylactery explodes, and you're dead. What? That's just how normal people work, because normal people don't have phylacteries. So, I, like, maybe, okay, and like, you don't age, you don't die from old age, you don't get sick. Right. That kind of thing. But, like, if you could still be, like, physically killed, then what's the point of having a phylactery? And, like, liches in previous editions and 5th edition are there to be a possible, like, reoccurring bad guy if you kill its physical form. And it can come back and yeah. kill you. And if, like, the adventurers aren't aware that... That's what happens. They're like, hey, we did it. Six months later, this fucker shows back up. And, and they're like, what the fuck? But now it's like, oh, hey, we killed it. It's That's dead. It. Legitimately, it's dead. Like, <sighs> Anyway. Okay, we, we've got to go. We've got to go on. <laughs> okay. So, um, fourth edition also introduces the subtypes of Draco Lich. The Blackfire Draco Lich, which is an especially arrogant Draco Lich with an attack that does fire damage and necrotic damage. It's fine. And the Rune Scribe Dracolich, which is a Dracolich that has the ability to redirect a ranged attack hmm. to another target on a failed will save. Cool. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're fine. Dracoliches are of evil alignment. Yes, just evil, not any other kind of evil. That's another qualm we have with fourth edition. <laughs> Moving on. Yep, Moving I'm, on. Nope, I'm going to just jump past it. Go on. All right. It doesn't get any better. No, of course no. not. Like, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. So. Uh, Draco Liches get an expansion and some subtypes in the supplement Draconomicon Chromatic Dragons, which was released in 2008. Uh-huh. Mostly, the only, like, note for Draco Liches as a whole is that any type of Draco Lich, including, or excuse me, any type of dragon, including a good metallic dragon, can become a Draco Lich. Right. Which I feel like falls in line with their the nature that a lot of dragons are forced into becoming dracoliches by people. Right. Um, but they are mostly former chromatic dragons due to their evil nature. Because still, they say that most dracoliches... Well, excuse me. They don't say most undergo the process willingly. Excuse me. Just some of them. Anyway, any any dragon can become a dracolich. That's fine. Whatever. That, that has actual reasoning in lore and does not contradict anything you have previously said. Yeah, because, I mean, it does, but it makes sense to me that... It doesn't, like, paradox contradict it. It just... It's just a change. A change, yeah. So, here are the subtypes of dracoliches introduced in this supplement, which... This was actually the original point that I thought was going to make me angry. So oh, here no. we are. The Bone Mongrel Dracolich is a weaker variety of Dracolich, which is created from a ritual that joins the mismatched bones of several dragons into a body animated by a phylactery contained within one of the bones. It's not... Un it's not... No, that one... Okay, you're just kind of giving like a lesser Dracolich that's not going to like immediately destroy your party. That's not my problem with it. What's your problem? My with problem it? with it is the phylactery being inside one of the bones. That's not my problem with See, it. See, I don't like that one. Because it's not it's not unheard of for a lich or draco lich to keep their phylactery on their body. Right. Some people wear their phylacteries in amulets. Right. Um, and some keep them on their person because it's like, it's so obvious. Why would they have it on them? Right. That they wouldn't think... To people search wouldn't them. think to search the body like that and destroy the flag, that kind of thing. That's not what I have a problem with. <sighs> anyway. What so, do you have a problem with? We'll, we'll talk about it after we've talked about all these okay. subtypes. So these Draco Liches hate their own mockery of life, but they cannot end their own lives due to the nature of the ritual, which is very sad. It is pretty sad. So next we have Stoneborn Dracoliches. These are Dracoliches made of fossilized dragonborns that can arise spontaneously when unearthed or through necromantic ritual. Okay. Their phylacteries are contained in their fossilized bodies, usually like a tooth or like a horn or claw. And they are clumsy and stiff, but are strong and have long memories from the time they were bones. Oh. So they can, like, remember things for thousands of years if, you know. Damn. Which is cool. Okay, that's cool. That is the, really cool. Well, nah, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next we have Ice Rot Dracoliches. Uh, these are made from old white dragons who, when they grow close to death, seek out the heart of absolute winter, which is either an area or a ritual, depending on who you ask. 
It's fine. It's shrouded in mystery. Whatever. <laughs> um, and a year after finding the heart of Absolute Winter, emerge as an ice rot Dracolisk. Dracolich. <sighs> These Dracoliches camouflage themselves in polar environments and mm-hmm. attack with blizzards, basically. Y'all, I'm worried about Lewin. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, we have Dream Breath Dracoliches, which are Dracoliches that are born when the remnants of a bad dream in the dream space. Because... Dreams are kind of a weird, they're like a weird in-between planes existence kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Dreams are weird. So this these uh, are created when the remnants of a bad dream latch onto the dying wish of a dragon who doesn't want to be the usual rotting, nasty Draco Lich, but they don't want to die. Um, so the resulting creature can walk in dreams and reality and appears ephemeral and dreamlike with a really, like, exaggerated form. Like, nice. their wings are too long and all this stuff. And they're basically... Gigantamax Pokemon. Draconic Freddy Krueger. Oh. Is what I was going to say. Draconic Freddy Krueger. Okay. Also, it's not it's not a mistake of me to have not mentioned the deal with the phylacteries for the Ice Rot or Dream Breath Draco Lich. Because there's no mention of it. Oh, boy. They just don't have phylacteries, then? Or they're not... Here's my problem. (laughs) Here is my problem. Okay. A lich is an incredibly specific type of undead. It's an undead that is created through a specific ritual and has... And, it like, the bastardizations of it seem even more weird considering the fact that Dungeons and Dragons literally created liches as a concept. Yeah. And here's here's also the problem I have. It would be different to me if lich or draco lich, rather, if draco lich was a catch-all for undead dragon. But right. it's not. There are other types of undead dragons. There are undead dragons that are made of bones. So, so it didn't have to be a bone mongrel draco lich. It could just be a bone mongrel dragon or something right. like that. That's my problem, is fingers and thumbs. All thumbs are fingers. Not all fingers are thumbs. All Draco Liches are undead dragons, but not all undead dragons are Draco Liches. And yet this made all undead dragons, well, not even all of them, just several of them. That would fit better as being some other type of undead dragon or an entirely new creature. Because I'm not saying that these don't sound cool. Yeah, because they they do. do. They just don't fall under what a lich is. is. It just, they've taken the entire lich concept and just wiped it away, basically. It's just been like, whatever. Just this is a, this, you're a lich, you're a lich, you're a lich. Everybody gets a lich. (laughs) Anyway, that's my problem. And like, I know this is very heavy semantics. I'm aware. But, like, we're literally a lore podcast. We get to do this. If I can't get butthurt about semantics on the Dungeons & Dragons podcast that I do with my friends in a judgment-free zone, when can I get butthurt about semantics? (laughs) The answer is never. The answer is never, apparently. It just... Like, and they're in the perfect book for introducing some other wild types of undead Mm -hmm. dragons. They're literally in a book about dragons. They have done everything else with 4th edition. They could have just introduced new types and been like, yep, here you go. They did that. They introduced new colors in this book that I didn't feel great about. But I felt (laughs) less bad about about that than I do this. I'm sorry. There is one high point that we can end on from this supplement. Okay. In this supplement, there is a module in which a runescribe Dracolich appears as one of Tiamat's consorts. Nice. She is officially expanded into necrophilia. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> She's so nasty. She is oh so nasty. <laughs> that's amazing oh and God. wrong and awful and great. See, it that's, just... that's the high point we can end on, is, right. that, is that Tiamat had an undead consort. Got down on some necrophilia. Necromantic fucks. I feel like the necromantic fucks got down on her. Oh. Given. Anyway. (laughs) Given how she participates. Yes, given the kind of person dragon she is. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. No, no. Like, I'm sorry to our listeners. I'm sorry to you guys. I'm sorry to my shirt for how sweaty I'm getting because I'm like. I I fully expected the cardigan to be back on by now, but it's still off, y'all. It's still off. I. I, I'm sure that the 
like, few I'm, listeners we have that enjoy fourth edition, if we have any at this point. I'm sorry. They probably turned. They probably turned it off like many episodes ago. Yeah. Like I'm sorry. I know it's some. I know it's semantics, and I know I'm probably making too big of a deal about it. But I just. And I'm I, so passionate. I, about the like, stupid, like, runaround, like, hi, we made a proto-Dracolus that has to eat 10% of its body or else it's not a real lich. But then, like, you know, three editions later, they were just like, oh, yeah, whatever. You get a lich form and you get a lich form and whatever. Okay. Nothing really matters. I do want to take this moment. I know you said no fluff, but this isn't fluff. This is, I, I want to say that, like, we are not calling out, like, writers and no, people no, no, no. like I, I know. Like sometimes you do something and it just doesn't work, and it just doesn't appease everyone. And there are still some things about fourth edition that we do love. Yeah, like I I love the concepts behind all of those subtypes. They just didn't need to be Draco liches. Honestly, my biggest issue with fourth edition is it just doesn't seem like it went through enough playtesting. Yeah. Like, it needed a little more time in the oven. But it, it was rushed, is what it feels like. I, I actually don't have any evidence, and maybe we should look into that. Maybe it was rushed. We don't know. Exactly. Like, I'm not calling out anyone specifically, especially because I know that for this kind of thing, it's like... Especially as writers, you don't exactly get to make the final call. Yeah, and it's, you know, and it's a combined effort. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, th- these kinds of things could have ended up as a result of things getting muddled. Between And like I said, I think that all the subtypes I just talked about are really, really cool concepts for encounters. They just didn't need to be Draco Liches. Right. Yeah, they didn't need to fall into that category. I just want to make sure everyone who's listening knows that we, in no way are we just being critical of writers. Writers do an amazing job. And like, I don't hold any ill will towards anybody who would have been involved in these decision-making processes. I just don't agree with them. Right. That's it. Anyway, <laughs> let's go to 5th edition. <laughs> let's, let's just move right along. So, Draco Liches are back to basics in 5th edition. They have regular phylacteries that function exactly how you think they do. Yay! They drink their nasty potion again. <laughs> also yay. 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 Yay for nasty potions. They transform their body into the soul of a nearby dragon corpse if their physical body is not available. After which yay. they, quote, become a new Draco Lich. So I'm assuming that since there's no mention of proto-Dracoliches in 5th edition, this means that the Dracolich takes on the traits of the new dragon corpse. That would be my assumption, So, if, except maybe, like, retaining its own, like, intelligence and memories. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it always keeps that. Okay. So, if you are a blue Dracolich and then your physical body is, like, disintegrated and you float on over to the body of a green dragon, you would then have, like, the breath weapon of a green dragon. You okay? Yes, that is my <laughs> assumption. I just had hiccups. Ah. I mean, that that sounds about right. That's the only thing I can really think of by, like, a new one, is just yeah. that if it's a, of a different type than it originally was, it just takes that type. Exactly. Yeah. That color or... The physical characteristic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the addition of addition of lichhood. Yes. All the lichy stuff you get. So, um, if the Draco Liches phylactery is moved to another plane, then upon their body being destroyed, a Draco Lich will simply pass on because their spirit cannot move into the new plane after their phylactery. Oh. So they just die. Pass on to the lower planes. Yep, they die for real. If you die if in the planes, you die for real. <laughs> if you die and your phylactery is in a different plane, then you die in Real, real life. life in your plane. Which, that worked, that, we'll workshop it. I, I had something in my head and then it... And didn't. that does make sense. Because like, if you're killed on another plane, your spirit can't just go cross and planes. The thing yeah. is, is, for mortals, it works the same for like if you, uh, astral projection. If you're killed while you're astral projecting... Your spirit yeah. has nothing Nowhere to go to back go to. to. Yeah, yeah, so you just kind of drift through the astral... See. See. That's kind of like when you die in the game, you die in real life. (laughs) It's also like that. (laughs) So now, as I mentioned, was a theme. uh, Only old dragons can become Draco Liches. And any young dragons that attempt this simply die for real. Oh, no. (laughs) Which sucks. And that, I feel like, is just kind of like being turned as they don't have the life force or the power to withstand yeah. the transformation. Because yeah. number one killer of teenage dragons everywhere. Aww. Trying to become a lich with your buddies. Drinking that Draco lich potion. I'm strong enough. Don't, Give me that. Don't Draco lich brew and drive. 
<laughs> or fly. Yeah, or anything, really. Just don't do it, Just actually. don't do it. Not even once. <laughs> Drink a lich brew, not even Not once. once. All right, let's just combine all of the drug campaigns into until we get a good joke, you guys. We'll keep trying. There is no one and done. Nope, not here. Um, it's also described, which this was always implied and kind of talked about in that one dragon article that I mentioned, that only the specific word they use that was a little different, only the most narcissistic of all dragons undergo this process, and that Draco liches lust for power even more than regular dragons because like regular dragons are they're narcissistic they're full of themselves they think they're better than everybody right but draco lich is like even more they think that they're the best of the best of the best of the best and that they need to never die they think that the world should have their presence forever because at that point they've surpassed the inevitable death and now they're just better because they can't die yeah so like obviously they've figured out something that their life is a gift. Yeah, fuck you guys. Their undeath is a gift. A gift. <laughs> yes. So anyway, that's Draco Liches. Oh, okay. That's that's Draco Liches. I'm sorry. No, that no. I got, that I got so heated. No, I, I, you know what? It's nice. It's because I care. It's because I care <laughs> it's about just these. It's because you care. It's you know? because I care about these stupid Ooh. Specific rules that have been set up. About Last these time things. you made a joke about not being uh, passionate about anything, but um, I would say you're pretty damn passionate about Draco liches. You're not. <laughs> you're not wrong. And dragons. Yeah. 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 You're gonna have to tell me some more about those uh, extra dragon colors at some point. One of them was purple. Ooh. Purple. Purple. But anyways. <sighs> yeah. That's. That's. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. I'm so sorry. Much. I'm I'm out of I'm out of steam now. <laughs> You're good. Thank you guys so much for listening to our fourth edition hate cast. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, that's not what it is. This was not the what worst. This was the worst example of it though. And like, I'm sorry. If you like fourth edition, I mean, more power to you. More power to you. First of all. Second of all, feel free to email us and tell us about why you like it. Like and like what it is about it that appeals yeah. to you. I kind of am legitimately curious at this point because there's not a lot of good that I've seen personally looking through everything or if you think that those variants that i talked about that made me so irritated, or you know i don't know maybe i missed something and they explained more about why the liches general inclusion well not inclusion but how they work in fourth edition and i missed it somewhere tell me about it because yeah. i yeah. would like i said i'm down you just got to tell me about our this research is not perfect yeah. and it's never complete Pretty That's much it. ever, ever, um, and you know, someday they're going to come out with the sixth edition, and we're just going to have to repeat every single episode. <laughs> going to be like, oh god, no, no. Uh, but um, if you have any of those, feel free to email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com or for any suggestions too. Yes, yes, or anything really. Don't forget, go ahead and follow us on all of those social media plugs that we threw in in the ad break. Tell your friends if they also hate 4th edition. Or, I guess, if they love 4th edition. And, you know, do you think that they might get something... Out of listening to us hate on it? Yeah. <laughs> or bad. Oh, yeah, fine. it happens. Anyway, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, hopefully this didn't uh, turn you off too much by our... Rants. Rants. Emotions. Emotions. Passion. We get passionate. But other than that, we will catch you here next week on Dungeonpedia. They were purple. They were purple. I didn't read anything Let's else make about it them. Because, like, honestly, I was so irritated. Make it purple. Make it purple. What if it was purple? <laughs> <laughs>